0: Yo, what is going on, Cover Seven family? Welcome back to yet again another interview that we're gonna have here on the Cover Seven podcast. And guys, in today's interview, I'm excited to announce that we're gonna be joined by one of Dion's newest players in um in Colorado, kicker Jace Feely. Jace, thank you for coming on today, my guy. I'm super excited to hear a little bit about you know your story and you know how you ended up you know going to Colorado. Of course, hundred percent. Glad to be here. Hey, absolutely. So um, Jace, before we do start talking about, you know, your collegiate journey so far, you know, originally playing at ASU, you know, just now transferring over to Colorado. I want to just, you know, kind of learn a little bit about you. So if you don't mind, tell us a little bit about, you know, where you're from, how you got into football, why you got into football, you know, just some little details about yeah. yourself.
1: Um, so I bounced around a lot following my dad's career in the NFL. I think we moved like eight times before I was in fourth grade. Um,
0: man, that's man. yeah,
1: crazy. Um, but we ended up in uh, Arizona and we kind of spent our remaining uh, years there. I grew up from like fourth grade on in Arizona and, uh, you know, I wasn't really, uh, in football going up, growing up. Uh, I mean, my dad was, and I always like, you know, loved the game, loved watching it, but I didn't really play myself uh, until like freshman year. Um I kicked a 50 uh, yard field goal like just trying it out and my dad videoed it I made it and I got on Sports Illustrated as a sp- freshman so that kind of like jump started me like wanting uh, to succeed at that and uh then I when I was playing football I found that out that I love playing linebacker and hitting people so <laughs> I had a fun time with that
0: I, I was just about to ask you that because I saw that on like this little article that Buff Zone released on you saying that, you know, you don't really see yourself just as a kicker. You also see yourself as a little bit of a Hell linebacker.
1: No. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I wish I wish in a perfect world I could play linebacker and kicker in college. It would be awesome. But, you know, once you get to that level, you kind of have to start finite picking what you're going to do.
0: No, I got you. Absolutely. But no, that's um, that's cool, though, because I really didn't even realize that, you know, your dad actually, you know, was in the NFL for a decent amount of time. So let me ask you, you know, being young and everything like that, you know, what was one of the most memorable moments that you had, you know, you know, going, whether it was going to your dad's games, meeting players, you know, what was kind of like that one memory that always sticks out to you?
1: I I got two for you. Uh, One for for meeting players, uh, going to Larry Fitzgerald's house for his son's birthday. That
0: was that's dude. I was just about to ask if you you met Larry Fitz. But so how, how was that experience?
1: It, it was awesome. I mean, like Larry is such a fantastic guy. I don't think you can meet a better guy than Larry. He's just he's just honest and ju- just straight up dude. And you know he was with that way with his family, and it it was an experience. And I was young, but uh, he had a lazy river in his backyard.
0: So just just <laughs> it, casually had a lazy river yeah, in his it, backyard. It I got you. Lazy
1: river, so. <laughs> it, it was crazy. Yeah, but he he's such a stand up guy. And I was young, but he. He treated me like with respect, even though I was young and I was a, a, a teammate of his uh, son. So, you know, I, I always love being around uh, older guys like that. It's kind of why uh, I've been so successful, um, you know, talking and meeting with other people and kind of in that world uh, because my dad forced me. Into, well, not even forced me, but like brought me into those scenarios at a young age. Yeah, um, no, absolutely. The other is definitely the most memorable and I, I will remember this for the rest of my life. Uh, it was when my dad was playing against the Broncos. Uh, he ended up scoring 24 points himself, ran one in for a touchdown, and uh, it was the score was 24-7. Jay Feely, Broncos. He had every single point on the board. That's uh, absurd, insane. Uh, yeah. So he had an insane fantasy. So everyone knows him. From that night, basically, because he killed everyone's fantasy or made people's fantasy.
0: <laughs> man, so, I gotta ask you, how many how many beers did your dad get just off of that game? Like people buying him stuff. Man, and obviously I have
1: no clue. I just, <laughs> I just remember every time, like they'll they'll be somebody who like recognizes him, and that's immediately what they bring up. It's, it's hilarious. But the most memorable of, of that is they threw the game, whatever. I'm like just this little kid probably playing on my DS in the uh, in the stands, and he comes over to the, the stands and yells for me. I run down there, a fan picks me up and gives me to him and he puts me on the field and runs in with me on the field and brings me in the locker room. It was awesome.
0: That's, that's amazing, man. Yeah. And, you know, the fact that you were able to be in these type of environments at such a young age, you know, that kind of helped, you know, get you ready for when you got yeah. to the collegiate, you know, level, right? 100 So, and, you know, now we can kind of go back to talking a little bit more about, about you. I just thought it was really cool that, you know, your dad, you know, was was like pretty much allowed you to be able to be in this type of environment it's kind of helping you you know now because oh yeah your your current head coach is kind of a big deal I mean yeah I mean it's just just a little bit of a big deal right
1: I mean it helps so much at this level especially is because you know how to you know how to treat you know how to talk you know how to you know act and work around these guys with different personalities and different levels of celebrity and you kind of see and know how to talk and communicate with them to make it the best for you and them
0: no, absolutely, Jace. So we can kinda of go back to your high school days a little bit. So when did you initially make that transition from linebacker to kicker? Was it like kind of at the beginning or you know, how did that whole thing kind of go?
1: Uh, right at the start. Yeah. I just uh I love contact. So I found out <laughs> the best position to get some contact in <laughs> and played in there. You know, my favorite part and what I get to do now is my favorite part on kickoff is to go hit people. And I remember my uh my senior year. The first kickoff of the season, I hit a guy on the 10, fumbled it, and got it for a touchdown. So, Or we got the ball and then got a touchdown right after that.
0: But uh, yeah,
1: so I always played both, and I would have loved to continue doing that, but it was hand in hand. I, I like playing linebacker more than I like kicking.
0: Hey, y'all heard it here first, man. He's a linebacker at heart before he will ever be a kicker, which I do not blame you one bit because definitely being a linebacker is one of the most fun positions on the field. Yeah, you but, get a um, little
1: bit more respect too. Hey, exa-
0: exactly. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm glad we at least share that same type of mindset, Jace. But I got to ask you also too, you know, what – I mean, I, I, first off, I love the fact that you're a physical kicker because, we've, you know, we've seen it a lot more nowadays with guys like Pac McAfee. We also mm-hmm. saw it with that one um, Penn State kicker uh, while yeah. you know a few years ago. You know, for you, do you feel like that kind of, you know, once co- like coaches want you a little bit more, knowing that you know you're not scared of contact and like you're the type that'll go head first on kickoff.
1: A hundred percent. I I I've always talked to coaches, and they they have a respect for guys who are athletes before their kickers. No one no one wants a pure kicker. No one wants a guy who's so not involved with football to the point where he's just doing something completely different when that the team's doing. Uh, I've always looked at it as such a benefit that I can talk to teammates about offense and defense and what I'm seeing and what they're seeing and be, you know, more involved in football than just, you know, as a kicker would be like guys who are just pure kickers and don't involve themselves in any other way. I I just don't see any benefit to doing that.
0: No, I got you 100% because definitely, especially, you know, being a kickoff specialist and heck even, you know, Attempting field goals and PATs and everything like that. I mean, you still have that chance of getting hit. And, you know, what are you going to do in that situation when you've got a, you know, six foot four, 245 exactly. pound yeah. reserve linebacker coming right for your head? So, right. But no, I got you, Jace. So, and also another big thing with high school football, too, is, you know, recruiting, right? And, you know, for you, your dad being an NFL guy, mm-hmm. did you kind of gain a little bit more early on attention and everything like that? Or was it kind of like more of a late process for you?
1: Um, a little bit. You know, my recruiting year was uh, 2021, which was the COVID year. So that recruiting and everyone's recruiting since then has been very different, very weird. I ended up getting my scholarship pulled from Oregon on signing day. So I flipped oh. there. Yeah. I don't
0: mean to interrupt you, but I got to hear this story. You're, <laughs> so you're telling me, you know, the day that you, you know, you put pen to paper, they <laughs> pulled your offer that same day. So
1: I had committed to a scholarship for Oregon and um on signing day we tried to get in touch with them and they had flipped their decision to get a corner and they said they didn't have any uh, scholarships available for me, so they tried to get me Man. as P W O and I said I wouldn't do that, so
0: that's I mean that so let me ask you, like had you been like an Oregon fan for most of your life or anything like that, or was it kind of just, just a school that you you know you I imagined mean, going At to? that
1: at that time, like Oregon was you know, such a sought-after place just because of everything that, like, they had, like, they stood for in football and everything. They were just looked at very highly, and I feel like that's where, like, a lot of people wanted to go.
0: I got you, and, you know, even though you weren't able to go to Oregon, you were still able to stay in the Pac-12, so, and obviously, that was your first school, and, you know, you're still in the Pac-12, too, but, you know, talk to us a little bit about, you know, why Arizona State, you know, being your first school and everything like that?
1: Um, So, I had known Slocum. I had done a... Arizona state, like kicking camp, like when I was like a, either a freshman or a sophomore and I had done good and Slocum would see me and I was making 50 yarders then. So he, he had his eye on me. And after, uh, you know, I, they pulled my scholarship. I I really didn't have anywhere to go. I had told all these schools no, And, uh, you know, I was kind of left hung out to dry. And so Slocum, I got in touch with him and he offered me a PWO with like a promise of a scholarship. And, uh, I took that and, uh, you know, I never ended up getting that scholarship, just uh, the way, you know, football works. I mean, Arizona State for me was a, a very big uh, eye opener into college football and the business in that. And it's uh, just a lot of weird stuff that can happen in college football.
0: No, absolutely. And, you know, especially nowadays with NIO and, you know, the way that mm. schools recruit kids and everything like that, obviously, kind of becomes a big factor, especially like you talked about with the difference between, you know, scholarship guys, preferred walk on guys. And obviously schools always are going to find a player they want a little bit more and then just strip you like like your Oregon situation. Right. They just yeah. strip you of your, your scholarship and then try and go with another player. But, mm-hmm. you know, regardless, you know, when you look back at your time, you know, at Arizona State, and I know you talked a little bit about it just a second ago. But, you know, what are some of the bigger things you take away from that kind of like are helping you you know, now as you make your transition to Boulder?
1: Uh, I think the biggest things that I take away is um, everyone's got a second motive for themselves. No one's really working under your corner. Like coaches, anything, they can talk as much game as they want, whatever, to try to get you to go there. But there's always that they're working for them and their position. Like they don't really care about you as a, as a player or a person. Like they're, you're another business opportunity for their school.
0: No, I agree with you. Absolutely. And that's kind of, and I I think I've said it in some past episodes or anything like that. It's kind of become like a meat market almost, you know, nowadays yeah. in college football, it's more of what do you bring to me and what value do you bring to this team rather than, you know, Hey, we want you to come here because we like you as a person, mm-hmm. as a player. And you know that not every coach is like that. Obviously there's some that genuinely care, but with how tight college football is getting nowadays, how much money's getting thrown around nowadays, yeah. like you said, it's kind of become more of that type of situation. So, so Jace obviously, you know, you enter the transfer portal, you know, what, what kind of made you want to go to Colorado? And obviously there's a big, there's a kind of a big, you know, elephant in the room and why you might want to go to Colorado, but, you know, for yeah. you personally, you know, what, what was it about Colorado that attracted you the most?
1: Well, uh, going to the transfer portal, um, you know, when we had the entire new staff at ASU, we were kind of, you know, we weren't like guaranteed a spot there, and the, all the coaches who came in, they had the guys that they wanted, and you can see that we our special teams group. Um, let, let me run through this with you real quick. Our special teams group: we had our backup snapper go full scholarship to UCF, our me go full scholarship to Colorado, our snapper go full scholarship to Ohio State, our punter go full scholarship to USC. And two guys that – one guy who just hit the portal who can definitely start somewhere and one guy who's still there, a punter, who could definitely start somewhere else. We had a lot of talent. And the new coaches that came in really didn't care. They didn't want it um, because they didn't – they wanted their guys. So it was – you know, for me, it was an easy decision to go in the portal. And it it was a rough ride going through it because – I mean, like you got 70 kickers in the portal. Like you're trying to, you're looking for scraps at that point. You're trying to find something. So for me, I had a, I had a couple of visits lined up and I had a visit with uh, Memphis and I was packing for that visit and I had talked to Colorado a little bit the day before. And I got a call and it was like, Jace, we'd like to offer you a scholarship. And I was like, hell yeah. So I took it. And, you know, one of the biggest things for me, obviously the elephant in the room is Deion Sanders. And meeting him and being around him, you can tell he truly cares. He truly cares about the man you are, the person you're going to become, the person you're going to work and be under him and what like, you show about him and what you can be as your own man. Uh, it's, it's amazing to you know, see that in a coach and see a coach who really cares about the person that you
0: are. No, absolutely, and I I think you probably said it better than I could even say it. You know, with Dion because he keeps it real with you too. Like, obviously, I think we saw that initially with his first Mm -hmm. little um, meeting that he had with some of the you know former players that were carrying over to the team, saying, you know, I'm going to bring my guys in, right? Like, I'm, (laughs) you know, (laughs) I guess I got I got some Louis, you know, I got some Louis bags, I got all this coming in, and you know, but but I mean, that's the that's the that's the one thing that I've always liked about Dion. He's kept Mm -hmm. it real and. What he was able to do at a program like Jackson State, which which I'm a huge TCU guy, TCU fan, work with a lot of TCU guys, I remember playing them back in 2017 when, you know, they'd be lucky to even win two games. And, I mean, right. it was like and, – and just the change that he did full, in that. full program switch, right. And, and, and they're still yeah. getting – super talented cats like I think a uh, um a former former Oregon player I think his name was like Seven McGee he just transferred to Jackson State even without Dion not there but that just shows you what a guy like Dion can do for your he program completely
1: changed their program.
0: And I will not lie to you because whenever you know we were going through our coaching change and everything like that last year after Coach P you know got um released and everything like that. I, I was I was a full advocate for getting Dion and you know going to coming to TCU and doing everything like that and then when we got you know Coach Dykes which obviously that worked out really well for us and then I see Colorado ends up getting him and I'm like that's our first game of the year like you know <laughs> we're we're gonna be playing y'all the first game of the year down here yeah. in, down here in my town but you know back to Dion dudes in the app you know not only is he an amazing recruiter because I mean let's let's be honest now nobody's gonna be able to recruit as good as he does oh it's
1: the greatest it's one of the greatest athletes of all time I don't know who wouldn't want to learn from him
0: exactly exactly and you know also he's also a good coach like football minded coach too like and i think that's another very underrated aspect of what he'll bring to a team which i don't think it's talked about as enough either because he's also got a great coaching staff and i mean you being a player jace you know it better than any of us because well you see it up close and personal each and every single day so let
1: let me tell you this we sat in our first team meeting and he said, raise your hand if you were formerly a head coach before this. And we had nine dudes raise their hand. That's we have so much knowledge on this staff. It's insane to me. I didn't know that. And sitting in that meeting, they raised their hands. I was like, damn, that's crazy.
0: Yeah, I couldn't even imagine because I know he's got a couple, you know, former NFL guys. He got and he, y'all got a former Alabama coach too, I think. Yep on your staff. I mean, yep. he, he went out and, you know, he brought his Louis bags. I mean, he, he did exactly as he said, and that's the, you know, the really nice thing about um, Dion. And obviously the transfer portal, that's one of his biggest assets. He brought Travis Hunter over with them, brought his son Shadir. And um, so, I mean, it's, it's going to be an incredible time for you guys. And Jace, the fact that, you know, you had a guy like Dion, you know, call you up and say, you know, I want you to come to this school. Mm-hmm. You know, how did that feel for you personally? I mean,
1: Uh, for me, it felt good. I've been working my ass off for the last three years to get somebody, you know, to commit to me and, you know, not being on scholarship and being well good enough to be on scholarship. It's demoralizing sometimes. And, you know, I felt that my work paid off when I heard that. And, uh, you know, now I'm in a program where I feel great to call it home and I feel great to be like, this is my fucking team. And this is where I'm going to be the next three years.
0: Hey, I love to hear it, man. Seriously. Now, Jace, I gotta ask you too, because Dion, not only is he a great coach, he's also got, you know, he brings some good energy and some good character as well. <laughs> so tell me, tell me so far. I know you haven't been, you know, at Colorado for too long now, but tell me so far, what's been your favorite um Coach Prime moment?
1: Uh when I first walked in the building and I met him I shook his hand, we were talking, and he's like, he's like, I like my team a certain way, but I like my specialist. White, 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 right down the middle.
0: <laughs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> man, I, I mean that's the great he, part about him man he i made mean
1: me laugh so hard oh my gosh
0: oh jesus man i just i mean that's and that's the one thing especially with colorado a school that's not never really been you know as energetic i guess you could say before the you know coach prime so now that y'all got him man i'm super excited for y'all's future i'm super excited for you because you'll at least get a fair opportunity now Appreciate at it. an amazing program now too i mean I can't even imagine because I know the view there at the stadium. I mean, that's
1: dude. Yeah, talk to me a little bit about that. My apartment right now, I got a there's an infinity pool on the second floor, and it looks out right over the mountains.
0: It's beautiful. Hey man, I'm definitely you know, and there's no shot at Arizona State, but definitely I think you did upgrade a little bit in terms Mm -hmm. of terms of situation and obviously environment too. But so shit
1: program too,
0: damn. (laughs) So um, so Jace. Let me ask you this: what, What's the like one thing, and or actually not one thing? What's the one game you're really looking forward to during this upcoming season?
1: Oh, ASU! I cannot. I, <laughs> I tell
0: you, I don't even know why so I much. asked.
1: I want to kick a fifty-yard game-winning field goal on them and just do whatever dance I can and get a flag. I don't care. I yeah. am so looking forward to that game. Like just, just to prove everyone who like either didn't believe in me in that building or you know, was not wanting me to succeed, whatever. Uh I, I want to show them like that I'm the real deal and in any way that I can. Whether that's beating them just as a team or me kicking, whatever. I don't care.
0: Yeah, I I definitely see that happening, especially with all the talent he brought over. And definitely that's that's gonna be a sweet game for you. Now are y'all playing that up in Boulder or are y'all playing down in Tempe?
1: Um I believe we played so we played Boulder last year here. So, I think we're okay. going to be in Tempe.
0: Oh, man. That's... I know. I know. <laughs> that's going to be even more sweet, especially if you do hit a game-winning field goal. I can only imagine, especially for you, Jace. But um, So, obviously, you got that game to look forward to. You got some pretty good games. I mean, obviously. Ooh, we, open... got a, we
1: got a tough season,
0: yeah. I mean, y'all open the season coming down to my town and playing my guys, which mm-hmm. that should definitely be a fun game regardless. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But, um, no, Jay, seriously, man, I'm excited for you as a player. And I just have a few more questions I want to ask you before we head out. Don't want to yeah. take too much of your time. Oh, no, you're good. But um, so the first one I want to ask you is, and this is one I have to ask everybody because this is just so I can get a full understanding if you've got good music taste or not. Mm. So pregame, right? You're sitting in your locker, got your headphones on, AirPods in. Or, like I said, if you've got good music taste, you even have the Team aux. What is your go-to pregame hype song and why?
1: Mm, let me see. Uh,
0: oh, he's looking. He's looking. All right.
1: I got a look. Uh, the, my favorite that we played as a team at Arizona State was uh, No Flocking. I love that.
0: Oh yeah. Like, like, oh no. Nah, you, you can't go wrong with Kodak, especially pregame. Yeah.
1: That. <laughs> Kodak Kendrick. I'll, I'll I'll listen to some Kodak Kendrick. It depends on uh, the type of feeling I want to go in. I might throw some country, maybe some house music. I go all over the place.
0: Depends on hey, the day. I- Hey, I got you. Because some games you need to kind of get relaxed a little bit. Other games exactly. you just want to – you know, you want to go out there and literally murder somebody. So, mm-hmm. And especially for you, you know, being a linebacker at heart, but, you know, the body <laughs> of a kicker, it's a little bit, you know, a yeah. l- little bit different, which I completely <laughs> understand. Yeah. So, um, but Jace, man, seriously, it's been a blessing having you on today, my guy. You're great. You're a great guy. Definitely can't wait to look forward to, you know, to obviously you guys playing this year, you in Colorado. So for, every- for everybody out there that's listening to today's episode – Please make sure you go show my guy, Jace, some love. Go show the program some love as well because they're definitely on the rise. But most importantly, my guy, Jace, for coming on. And all of his links and socials be down below in the description of today's episode. And, Jace, before we head out, is there anything you want to say my guy? Hey, go Buffs. Let's go. <laughs> hey, hey, I got you. I got you. We'll see y'all. We'll see y'all, what, September 2nd? There we go, September hey, 2nd. Hey, absolutely. Well, Jace, I appreciate you coming on, my guy, and I'll uh, talk to you here soon.
1: 100%. See you, man.